1: This is the Best Hang Podcast featuring Max Kerman, Shane Cunningham, and I am Mike Bierman.
2: Welcome to the
1: Best. Hang podcast. I'm Mike. We got Max. We got Shane. Max, you're calling in from L.A. Mm-hmm. What are you doing in L.A.? I see you have a haircut as well. What's yeah, going on? A little on that?
2: haircut. Looks uh, good. You know, taking meetings. You know, there's always stuff to <laughs> be done down here. I think it went too much there.
0: Oh, okay. What's with your voice? You sound like uh, what is it, Harvey Firestein? What's that guy's name? <laughs> my yeah, wife. he Parker. talks like this. Yeah, the, the man really? from *Missed Outfire*. Yes.
1: Hmm. Oh, interesting. Yeah, he, he's also in, uh, in *The sort uh, of. Independence Day. Oh, oh, okay. is, is it that crackling? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Fit? I wonder. Nah,
0: You're putting maybe. something on
2: with your voice.
1: It's his L.A. voice. Uh, Taking we, meetings. We did
2: go to um, the Lakers game last night, and uh, we went with Unzi and his partner.
1: <laughs> I guarantee you that 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 is literally only the second time Unzi's been to a Lakers game, and I bet you the first time was with me. <laughs> oh, there you go.
2: Yeah, he doesn't care about that. Yeah. We went, um, Tim McAuliffe and uh, lovely partner Jess and uh, manager Ash was there and uh will forte and his wife olivia
1: you were with will forte
2: yeah and the nut
1: that's insane (laughs) let's start with the forte wait a second wait a second okay you're going to a lakers game with a legitimate celebrity Mm -hmm. and will forte how are the seats because you got a big crew well it's a big crew so our friend luana uh who had access to a suite
2: she said Mm. uh you guys can come to the suite so then (laughs) <laughs> so what I got to do is it's Luana is the one who hooked it up, and we're just friends with Luana, and Luana has yeah, ass.
1: shout out to her, she's great. Yeah, we and yeah.
2: we love Luana. Luana is as nice as they come, and um so but I got to be the person to go to Will and Anzi and Tim, going guys, got us a suite. Anyone want to go to the Lakers game? No big deal. <laughs> Food, <laughs> drinks on me. Order whatever you want. <laughs> <But it> was, <laughs> but clearly
1: I'm not paying for any of it, right? This is is some corporate account. So, um, yeah. yeah, How is the, how is it a suite at a Lakers game? I'm curious. Is it very much like at a Raptors game or is it a different experience?
2: Uh, same, same idea. You know, there's, there's a dessert cart that comes by, you know, they brought, brought by three bottles of liquor. We just made our own drinks. There's, there's chicken tenders, hot dogs, you know, the whole thing.
1: Yeah. How are, how are people
2: responding to will? um, Everyone's pretty chill, you know. There's a few other people that came in. Our friend Matt Tebow, um, lovely fellow, he came by. But you know, we were kind of sitting in the seats, you know, in the, in, the, in a suite. There's like a, a few rows, and then there's the the mingling
1: in the back. So we're we're sitting yeah. down, all chatting. It was
2: it was it was, a, it was a lovely. Day. Also,
1: like I imagine at a Lakers game, you know, and no offense to Will Forte, who's had an amazing career and is a famous mm-hmm. person, there are a lot of famous people at a Lakers mm-hmm. game. Yeah, you know, know what I mean. LA, like Will Forte just- might only be like the. Sixth most famous person at any given Lakers game. If you got like Chris Rock, court side, or Ben Affleck there with his kid, you know what I mean? It's still six uh,
0: out of you know 20,000.
1: That's a lot. Yeah, well, that's great. It's amazing. It's amazing. (laughs) Will, I don't
2: think I'm speaking out of turn to say this, but Will told a very funny SNL story last night. Um, (laughs) where he basically got to go to like some like Critics Choice something or other and he got to fly on Lauren's plane. And on the plane, he didn't know who else would be on the plane. And it was him and Fred, Fred Armisen shows up. He's like, okay, great. I know Fred. And the and the fourth is uh, Steve Martin. <laughs> He's like so nervous. <laughs> and then and then finally, like in the middle of the flight from New York to L.A., Lauren like goes to the bathroom. And so it's just like Steve Martin there. He's like, uh, so Steve, I just wanted to uh, add a couple questions uh, about the jerk. And Steve's like, okay. <laughs> He's like. Classic movie. Yeah. Uh, how was it? (laughs) (laughs) He was just like so nervous about it. Uh, But anyway, anyway, I only bring that up because, you know, you, you, you know, he probably doesn't see himself as a huge star necessarily. Right. So uh, he, he's just a normal, normal guy, but very, very funny. But anyway, awesome crew and the Lakers won. And uh, that was just sort of a last minute thing. That's what, that's what happens. You know, it's like you go down here and you have a few things that you actually need to do, but then just by being around, you know stuff happens and, and like you know just just i want to give a shout out to our friend monique um, I am she she's a friend that uh, you know works at live nation formerly in toronto now in la She has a place in santa monica i was like monique i'm staying on your couch i kind of like bullied my way into the, the accommodations and she's like yeah, yeah sure stay on my couch and then virtual is here and he, and he has to be down here for work so i'm like hey virtual i'm gonna stay in your room tonight he's like okay so you know that that's sort of the way I'm rolling.
1: So uh, I, I'm we're wa- your background right now looks like the hotel room mm-hmm. is Birchell laying down on one of those two beds back there. <laughs> no,
2: he's 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 at the office right now. He's at the TikTok office.
1: Oh, I see. But it's I great. Gotcha. It's I excellent.
2: Gotcha. It kind of works for me.
1: Speaking of uh, flying, I just got a call from my brother uh, who is in Sacramento, was in Sacramento last night with the Raptors. As we know, people listen to this podcast, my brother works with the Raptors, travels with them. So they have this whole like setup where when you get to the airport, you know, he throws his keys at, uh, mm. you know, the, cool. the ballet, all the players. I mean, it's, it's a good setup for anyone that travels with the team. You go to like the private flight, I guess, part of the, whatever, the Pearson, Pearson yeah. airport. And then somebody takes your car and they bring it to another terminal. When you get back from the road trip, they're gone for, I think, a 12-day road trip. The valets bring all the players and staff's cars. So my brother's part of this service, whatever. Um, He gets a call, I guess, when he's in Sacramento. And it turns out the valet, while bringing the car to the other terminal, completely totaled his car, got in some sort of accident. (laughs) And the car is a write-off. And it, and so my brother, I just got a call. I literally was at, <laughs> so I was with Winona at the mall and I got a call from Greg. He's like, Hey, what are you doing? in the next little bit tells the whole story. I'm like, Oh my God. He's like, I just need you to like, I need someone to grab my hockey bag out of the car and all this shit because the insurance company's coming to tow the car away and take it and make their assessment. So I'm like, yeah, absolutely. I'll go out. I'll do it. So I got to figure out at some point, I got to go to Pearson mm. in the next 24, 48 hours and grab a bunch of shit out of my brother's car because of this sort of random accident that the valet Don't got. Don't go until like 10
2: so. o'clock or something. Like don't do yeah. it anytime between the hours of six AM and nine PM, you're asking for trouble. So just go, it'll be yeah. way faster if you if you're able to do it. The-
1: and I just gotta say, something just crossed my mind. I feel like I shifted to my story about my brother's car and I, I moved on from the Will Forte thing. And I'm looking at Shane mm-hmm. looking at me right now. And I feel like I moved on too quick because I feel like some questions need to be asked. No, and I'm, I'm just wondering right back to Shane. Is the
0: valet driver okay? Cause it sounds like a, oh. a <laughs> quite the accident. Like,
1: oh, yeah. yeah. No, no, no,
0: He's good. He's good. Everybody's fine. Oh, and by the way, yes, yes. Uh, he's dead now. <laughs> anyway, how's Will Forte? Yeah. Sorry. Um, Will Forte questions.
1: This is, well, this is the thing I was going to circle back to Max. Mm-hmm. You know, this is, we've talked about this on the podcast. Did you discuss the sketch show with Will Forte?
2: We, we, we definitely brought it up. We had drinks before and we were talking about how we're in the middle of it. Um, and, uh, yeah, no, well, it's nice having Unzi there because obviously Unzi, writer, director, kind of giving it more, a little more context because if it's just I'm like with my buddies Mike and Shane doing the show with Mark, like he wouldn't necessarily know mm. who those people are, but he knows Unzi. Unzi's sitting right there, so it's nice.
1: Uh, we're, you didn't I was, like I to call anyone, up my Instagram show Will or whatever what? to, to give like me context? You didn't call up my Instagram and show no, Will no, or anything check like that? this is what he me. looks
2: like. He has a kid named Winona. Really cute, huh? <laughs> yeah, I didn't do that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, yeah, we we're talking about going through the process of uh, giving notes and the, all the conversations with like the execs and all that stuff. Because that's something that they have to do all the time, right? Like they're constantly, you know, having those conversations with the producers, you know, the, the network, all that stuff. So, so I could talk like I know what I'm talking about now because, because I've done a version of that with, with our show.
1: Well, what were his thoughts on Bruce? I mean, it, well, we're being, I like this. We're being very open. Mm-hmm. Our listeners are getting an inside look into this and maybe you, you, you don't know, cause we haven't talked about it, but I don't, I think we can share this, uh, that Bruce McCullough legendary, uh, sort of, uh, comedic mind from the kids in the hall who we grew up loving he is a huge sort of part of our show now you know he's going to be he's an executive producer and you know he's helping sort of put everything together and he's got a big creative voice within the process and obviously he knows will forte did you tell him that bruce is involved of what course was that I conversation I mean, like down
2: here it's like you say i'm because it's it's hilarious you know you're having these meetings hangs yeah i'm working on a sketch comedy show yeah i'm an ep on it bruce McCall, you know kids in the hall yeah he's an ep on it, and the people's eyes really perk up so it really kind of gives the whole thing that much more legitimacy, and mm-hmm. and also though functionally like Bruce is an amazing mentor. We should just give yeah, each other because he's been kind of like our father figure. Does he kind of feel like our dad right now? I he call him dad. Like dad. Yes,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I hugged him like he was my dad. <laughs> Well, we did go to uh, one of his show at the Rivoli a couple weeks ago. We actually didn't talk about it on this podcast, but we had a night out mm-hmm. when saw Bruce's sort of uh, his one man show that he does, uh, which is amazing. Ash and I, we've been to a version of that show. He's always kind of, he's toured a version of that show for like years. And there's a bunch of new stuff in the, in the new show. And I just saw he's actually playing Chicago and Boston. Uh, I was wondering if he was doing Boston while we were there for Brody's bachelor party. But um, yeah, anyway, that show was amazing. It was great to be there and then hang out with him afterward and sort of talk about the sketch show, talk about his show, like the... The one that he just performed because he had so much brilliant stuff in it, but uh, yeah, he's awesome. He's like the best. Yeah,
2: I don't know if there's not that, that much more to say about our about our hang last night with Tim and. and you didn't
1: like pull out your phone and give like Will an earbud and make him watch sketches <laughs> yeah, during the Lakers game in the suite. I know, yeah. I know, it's, the it's like the fourth quarter. quarter like LeBron's <laughs> got the balls. Like no, no, no. Will check this one out. This sketch is really subversive. <laughs> no, I didn't. But but
2: I will. I'll get there. Believe me, I'll get there. Um, Shane, how are you holding up, man?
0: Uh, good. I don't know. Time's going by. Life is weird. I don't know. like January, February. Are weird enough, as is as months in yeah. Canada, especially. But working on the show, it's just like, oh, my God, I've been doing this for, for feels like three years now. Like I was telling Mike the other day, we had a phone call when I wrote the Jordan sketch, the Michael Jordan sketch, which is the first sketch that we wrote for the show. I was 35 years old. Oh, how old are you now? About to be 40. 42. Oh, about shit. to be 40. <laughs> So that is like, wait,
1: wait, Max. What did you just say? Forty two. Forty two. <laughs> you get Is this higher. a roast? Are you joking, Max?
0: <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh
2: kidding. well, the joke's got to be funny than when that. When you look forty two, you're just—I knew the point you were making was that a lot of years have passed. So it's, yeah. it's been seven years. Yeah. But it's crazy. Like the pandemic started,
0: I was 36. Yeah. Now I'm going to be 40. Not—not not that it's torturous to be in. It's just you want to either birth it or you—you you don't it's been long
2: you're in that that zone where you're like let's get on with it yeah nobody wants to 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 be be pregnant for like like, i don't even care about these sketches anymore do you care about the sketches anymore you're like i don't give a fuck i've seen every iteration i know no totally well it's kind of like me with songs too like there's a there's a window of time where i'm so incredibly excited about a new song that i think has potential and that that window can last you know somewhere between like From its inception for like six weeks. And then I'm like, all right, let's just get it out. Because I'm just not going to give a fuck about it if we were like, let's hold this record, you know, for 18 months from now. I'm just like, I'm not going to care about it then. Like on to the next thing. Let's go. By the way, I do want to say two quick things. One, I know it sounds like I get to do like fun stuff all the time, which I do very much. (laughs) Um, But I was thinking about my travel because I went to Vancouver this weekend because I got to see my old roommate Chris Dickinson, Dutchie, and Dan Hamilton joined me. I had, got to catch up with a bunch of people. I saw Sarah from Tegan and Sarah. Uh, you know, it's just nice seeing old friends. And the reason why I'm able to do it is I still travel very nimbly. Like we stayed in Chris's studio apartment, Dan, Chris, and I. And like I was on a blow up mattress and, you know, Dan was sleeping on the couch. But we had the greatest time ever. So if anybody like thinks I'm, just, you know, big shot in my way around the world, it's mostly sleeping on people's couches, which I am very happy to do. So that's a Um so when you're not two. sitting courtside hanging with celebs <laughs> or being in a private box,
0: you're on a piece of shit mattress.
2: I'm slumming
1: it.
0: Rest easy, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having the As worst sleeps ever. <laughs> <laughs> um, but your awake time no. is pretty good, right? When you're
2: awake, it's good. It's just sleepy times a little rough. Yeah, sleepy time, hit or miss. Sometimes it could be good. Like (laughs) tonight, last night was pretty good. Actually, I will say Monique's couch, amazing. It's Actually, I had a better sleep on Monique's couch than in the hotel bed for some reason. I don't know why, but I had an amazing sleep. Actually, speaking of that, guys, speaking of Monique's couch, I experienced a first in my life two nights ago. Two in the morning, I'm sleeping like a baby Mm -hmm. uh, in Santa Monica. Picture it. Earthquake. Oh, no. Oh, wow. Yeah. I just – we're on the fourth floor so because it's in a condo building. Yeah. And the thing just starts shaking. I'm like – and I'm like half asleep so I'm like kind of confused and I'm like, am I on a plane right now? Is this turbulence or something? And that's kind of where my brain went. And I was like, no, I'm in California. The apartment is shaking. It's an earthquake. It's just a fucking earthquake. And you don't know how long it's going to last. You don't know if it's going to get any worse. So then Monique kind of gets out of bed. She's like, what's going on? And then Ash is also down here. And she is in the other room and she gets out and she's like, what's going on? And so uh, we're all kind of half asleep and then it stops. And then about, I don't know, a minute later, there's the aftershock. So then you hear it like it shakes again. So I think the earthquake itself was like a 4.7, 4.7. And the aftershocks were like a 3.2 or something like that. they are talking like, a, like an earthquake. Yeah, I know, I know. This is Richter scale. Fucking Richter scale. So is Richter, a Richter scale. Scale, <laughs> scale out of 10? <laughs> I would assume it is. I think, so. I don't know. I have no idea. It sounds cool to say a 4.7 though, right? Yeah. yeah, I
1: think it was like a four seven. I'm like, oh, this guy's like fucking. <laughs> well, I'm glad and, okay. on Twitter and
2: then you see like, who else is like, is it just me? Am I imagining this? And then like Chance the Rapper is like, oh my God, Earthquake. How should, you know, Zed's dead. It's like, oh my God, Earthquake. So yeah, it was pretty, you know, so I do think about when I'm down here, am I going to be around for one of those big ones? That was a small one, but it was interesting.
1: Mm, the Richter seal goes from one to nine, it would seem. Wow. Uh, Makes 4.7 yeah, seem even bigger. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. It was legit. Did your life flash before your eyes? Um, no, not really. I was too
2: tired for that. You know, when you're so tired, you're like, I could die now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I'm tired. But um, another thing that's happened, I don't know if I mentioned this to you guys uh, in real life or on the podcast, but the band was rehearsing last week. Did I tell you where we rehearsed? Oh, with uh, I Bare think you Naked did Ladies. It on the, pod. the the band, did I of course. Yeah.
1: Uh, I thought you were gonna say and also you rehearse with the Bare Naked yes. Ladies uh, <laughs> the band. we rehearse with the Bare Naked
2: Ladies around. It's sort of uh, what we do now. Um, <laughs> how we get inspired. Yeah.
1: You gotta stay inspired gotta after stay decade inspired. in the band. No, with, with um, the redheaded <laughs> guy. The of the nudies. Yeah, Jim.
2: Jim Jim's a neighbor and he um, the band, Arkells, were looking for a place to rehearse. And we are like, oh, what are we going to do? And most rehearsal spaces are total dumps, right? They're windowless yeah. dumps surrounded by metal bands. Mm-hmm. That's that's what they are. I was like, I don't want to do that. That sounds terrible. So um, I got in touch with my neighbor, Jim, and he has a great space in, in his backyard. He has like a coach house. And he said, yeah, just use it. Um, you know, I'll work in the other room. And then like by the end of the week, we're hanging out with Jim. We're eating lunch with Jim. Jim's helping record our demos. And he has a big, with, with beautiful
0: house and recording space, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Jim's yeah. on the phone with his friends saying, I can't fucking get rid of the Arkells. <laughs>
2: kind <laughs> of, honestly. That's probably, probably And didn't Nick Nurse come over and have a jam session with you too? Or is yeah, that well, thought, No, that's fine. I mean, I, Nick, I thought was uh, just a little stressed out. If you've been watching Raptors games, it's like, oh man, he, he needs to get his mind off. This has been a tough year. So I was like, Nick, let's jam. He's like, I, I could really use that. That'd be awesome. So then I got together a super band. So Derek Hoffman, who's in our basketball group chat, who's Arkell's producer, he played drums. Childhood friend Ben Whiteley played guitar. Tony and Arkells played keys. Nick also played keys. Tom Moffat from the uh, Northern Soul Horns, he played trumpet. Jim Cregan, very Nick the ladies on the bass. We, and we had a little, little jam. We played the Beatles. We played the band. We played Prince. It was awesome. But well, you had a shit sleep that night, right? For the people who are jealous of
0: this uh, instance, <laughs> <laughs> you were tossing and turning bed yeah. of nails.
1: And Jim, Jim, isn't much of a sports fan. I don't know if you can tell this story, but somebody told me this. I liked this story. I don't know if you can tell it, but it's, it's a funny little element. So
2: basically, you know, Jim is just such a,
1: He's, music. he's a music, he's a music guy.
2: guy. And as sweet as they come, really encouraging too. I got to say like this last week working there, Jim's sort of around and we're kind of just like showing him new ideas. And he's just like so pumped on it and just like very encouraging of what we're trying to do with our Kells. So when I was like, hey, do you want to jam with the coach of the Raptors? He's like, yeah, sure, whatever. Like I'd love to have everybody by. And just – I get there first. People are starting to arrive. And I said, oh, Jim, I think you might know Ben Whiteley. He's a, also a bassist and also from the neighborhood. You, you probably knows him. Oh, yeah, I think I know Ben. Anyway, the next person to walk through the door is Nick Nurse. Jim just thinks this is Ben. So he goes, Hey, Ben, good to meet you. And then Nick goes, <laughs> Nick Nurse, good to meet you. <laughs> and Jim's like, Oh, hello.
0: <laughs> it, was, it was very adorable. Yeah. It was good. Did was Nick good. recognize Jim from Bare Naked Ladies? Uh, I don't know. I'm not mm. sure, but yeah. that's not what it's about. It was it's like I was me. told there was
1: going to be bare naked ladies. <laughs> <here>. <laughs>
2: we'll get that joke right one of these days. Yeah. Oh, I'm <laughs> going to do it
1: three more times before this pod is over.
2: Um, but yeah, anyway, it turns out to be happy as a musician. All you need to do is be neighbors with a guy who's done fabulously well and has a beautiful coach house uh, rehearsal space. I like this new way of speaking you've adopted in that last. <laughs> well,
1: at least he's abandoned Harvey Fierstein. <laughs> <know, laughs>
0: That's not how he sounded off the top, was it? You're a man of many voices, and they're all great.
1: He's like uh, Michael Winslow from Police Academy, which is a very modern reference.
2: <laughs> There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. All right, guys, I actually have a little assignment for us. I've talked to Mike about this. Um, I, haven't, I haven't talked to you, Shane, about it yet. But I think it would be good to talk about it on the air mm-hmm. right now, work through it in real time. you like, well, I'm going to get in trouble right now. No, you're no, trying no, to word no, no, it in a way to no, – no, okay. no, no, no. Okay. You're not going to be in trouble at all. Okay. Okay. So, we, okay, Shane, all you need to know is the parameters of this thing we need to create. Okay, it's 30 seconds long and I need you to react in real time. Okay, this is a bit of an improv game. And then we'll workshop it afterward. Okay. 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 Uh, Mike, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. And I'm going to start and scene. All right, guys. Do any of those ad break commercials ever work? Like, have you ever started listening to one podcast because you heard an ad in another podcast? Almost. Which one?
0: It, I was listening to what's, it, uh, this is important. And they had a, one yeah. about the office or something. And I almost listened, but then but I didn't. didn't No,
2: I didn't close call though. yeah guys research shows people have already stopped listening to this ad Oh wow okay so we have no chance and again anybody listen to the best hang no they're gone we tried scene what are we
1: doing the best <laughs> hang. Scene. <laughs> that's pretty good can we send this in because Shane, what
2: we need to do is a cast our distributor is like we need trailers mm. and i was trying to think of like what is the best ad to put in for the best hang
0: and, I, and I think we this do this banter
2: both. is it I think the banter—that thirty seconds of banter that we just pulled off—I think that's it. It's like no one listens. And then, like, how would we refine this idea? You guys are ad guys, Mike. I talked to you about this. The, the premise is maybe kind of interesting. I haven't heard this style of ad before. Of like, no, this doesn't work. This absolutely doesn't work. What do you think? Hmm, I don't know. <laughs> It might be,
0: geez, it's because I'm not saying that wasn't funny, but I don't know if that was necessarily funny
2: enough to be like, I have to listen to no, this. No, I'm not saying that's it. I'm, I, but I think the premise of me going, guys, have you ever listened to one ad that's convinced you to listen to another podcast? Like starting there. You think the power say of reverse funny,
0: psychology?
2: Yeah, reverse psychology is
0: what yeah. the anti ad. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like how would we wrap it up? I think up it's the idea.
1: I think it's that, well, <laughs> a couple things are going on here. Are like, are we still in the podcast? Is this going to go in our episode? Yeah, we're okay. in, totally in the podcast. This
2: is, we're talking about this with our, because we don't, because I think it'd be interesting for our listeners oh,
1: okay. to right. be All in right. on this.
2: I think this is a really interesting pull back the curtain. How do we blow this podcast up?
1: So I think the relatable thing about your idea, Max, for this sort of, does anyone listen to this or does anyone, does, does an ad like this ever send anyone to a Mm -hmm. a podcast they weren't already listening to or wasn't recommended by a friend? Maybe. Um, I think that's relatable. Everybody hears ads all the time and they're just like, Oh yeah. It's like, I'm, I I don't listen to any, I've never listened to a pod that I've heard an ad for. Mm -hmm. So I think the relatability of that, like almost like a stand-up bit where it's like, Oh yes, I, I do lose a sock every time Mm -hmm. I do the laundry. You know what I mean? There's something maybe there, but to Shane's point, how do we craft a perfect 30 seconds mm-hmm. that embodies that? Because I think that the, the
2: banter of us working through this thing, if we were to write it properly.
1: The banter of us, another uh, uh, almost name for this podcast.
2: <laughs> no, that's not true, right? No. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> I'm so stupid. <laughs> um, I think that,
2: you know, if we were to write it, it would capture the spirit of the best hang. And maybe someone would go, oh, that's actually kind of clever. What do you think, Shane? Mm-hmm. What about endorsements from either <laughs> fans? Ahead.
0: People who have listened. Mm. Mm. What if we ask a bunch of people to call in and mm. leave an endorsement? Tell them what they like best about the podcast.
2: Oh, that's and then just we
0: the do end. an edit. What if some of the people are famous? Like Will Forte. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and yeah. Jim Cregan.
0: Jim Cregan. Yeah, it's Will Forte, Jim Cregan, and Nick Nurse
1: sarah of sarah and tegan just basically anyone you've seen in the last (laughs) week or two let's get them on let's get them to vouch for the pod
2: this i I don't hate that idea either shane this is actually a good brainstorm um i mean i don't know if the celebrity part would work but you know people could record on their voice note being like this is why i listen to you you hear those testimonials sometimes hearing different voices is kind of good but uh but I do think if you were to back to my original idea, guys, mm-hmm. not to give up on this quite yet. <laughs> yes. I think if you were to execute some funny joke and then and then Mike comes back with another quip and we wrap it up with a bow, it's like and then like with a sting, like listen to the best thing, blah, 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 whatever. I think that could be good because people would be like, oh, these people are self-aware. They have a good sense of humor. They know ads never work. But maybe it's so clever that people would tune it. Hmm.
0: Don't know if that's enough. It could work, though. Mm-hmm. might just be crazy okay. enough to work do you have any do you have mm-hmm. any
2: other ad ideas for these for this trailer thing jane
0: no i'm trying to think like you know how they recently made the new uh, guidelines for drinking it went from mm. you could have 25 yeah. drinks in a week to two in a week yeah which i want to get mike's opinion on that uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> but they, they had funny interviews that went viral and the interviews of people being asked about it almost got the story out more than the story itself mm-hmm. and it's just like, like tooth- the hamilton guy yeah toothless
2: dude. yeah
0: oh was he toothless i just saw uh he's missing a tooth missing a tooth was, was it a guy who was he was a little bit uh larger and he was like two drinks a week he's like can i drink two liters of pop a week and he was going yeah, that about guy. that yeah okay that, that that i saw that he's from hamilton oh, okay that's awesome that was hilarious yeah. i watched that the other day oh, for the first time He's an amazing time. character oh my god all of them were pretty good. That he stood out
1: a lot. What if we, yeah? W- what if we got him and he just talks <laughs> about how the the best hang only comes out once a week, but that's not enough. Yeah, he really wants more.
0: So that was basically we you yeah, going with this. Like, get something yeah. like that with oh, a funny person
2: like that. Hmm. Yeah, I wonder if that, that'll come and go too quickly though. It's like too niche and then in two weeks people will
1: What if we just get a doctor to recommend the best hang once a week? Oh, that's
2: interesting. Like Surgeon General. So he just
1: does the ad. Exactly. Like one out of ten doctors agrees you need to listen to the best hang. I mean, you <laughs> how do see we know it's a times, but, but we don't. <laughs> it could just be you, Mike. <laughs> they
0: are they haven't listened to the show. The they don't know if you're a doctor or not. <laughs>
1: I'm a doctor, Harvey Feisty. Let's just, just get Max to do it in his LA voice. I don't know what you're talking about, you guys.
2: Um, okay. Well, anyway, I, I just wanted to throw. But
1: no, here's but here's the main question: Do we have a deliverable for Acast yet? Do we? Is that an ad?
2: You know, we could just splice what we just recorded five minutes ago and just give it to them. See what they say. I don't
1: hate that. Yeah, best hang released from Acast contract. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um. Yeah, but let's talk about uh, the, the drink uh, thing. What do we make of that, guys?
0: I want to know, and maybe someone has the answer to this. Okay, so they say two drinks a week on average is the new health guideline. Now, if you don't drink for a month, does that mean the next month you get to have eight more drinks that month? Or
2: if you don't drink for two <laughs> months, like is, a is it a cumulative?
0: Do, do you <laughs> gain the... the i
2: to binge drink on certain nights if you've been a, a good boy or girl. So like on Christmas Eve, you haven't had a drink all year and you're like, I get to have whatever the math is. Yeah, know. Texas Mickey. 32 beers. Yeah. But a
0: Texas but Mickey. But no, like within reason, like you still want to live, obviously, like ridiculous questions aside, you just get to drink
1: more than to beers the, well the one thing i liked about that hamilton dudes sort of i guess analogous like the, the fact that he compared <laughs> it to leaders of pop is like oh there God, is i love something how you're like leaning
2: into crazy Hamilton guys <laughs> the one thing i
1: do agree with you i know thought he made I, a good point i don't, <laughs> he
2: don't think he was crazy right. the, the,
1: like the sort of point about all this other damaging shit we put in yeah. our bodies like pop and all of these things although you know coca-cola wants a sponsor we're here uh, <laughs> it's like it's like it's like okay, so alcohol. And by the way, I get it because aside from just the damage that alcohol does to you, it impairs your brain. you you know, when they say like you're more likely to die, I think that also, I know it does because mm-hmm. I looked, includes like accidents, you know, you know things that could happen while you're drunk, you know, mm-hmm. uh, not just like the slow death that alcohol does to your internal organs. Um, but you know, it's interesting. Dana and I were talking about this as well. It's like it, it would seem that drinking with younger people is going the way of like smoking with mm-hmm. our generation. Really? Like a bunch of us, we didn't smoke because like, it was like these, our parents smoked and then it was like, you know, maybe we dabbled in high school a little bit or on pub crawls. The Shane looks super cool. If you go and look at our Instagram grid, but it's like, it's like we, like we, a bunch of our generation got out of the sort of smoking thing because it was like, it was no longer cool. James Dean style. It was like, we knew it kind of ruined you the smell. It kind of all the mm-hmm. negative things that came along with smoking. We all sort of recognized and embraced in our generation. Right. Um, alcohol it would seem for younger people that's not their thing i think you can see studies now like gen z and all that they're not drinking the way that like we drank to party and i don't know if it's because they've seen other generations do it they just don't find it cool or they're just going the opposite way but there's something interesting about alcohol consumption in general and it becoming like i don't know like the 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 glamour of it if there is any what are they doing what do they
0: do i don't i don't know psilocybin or whatever's in mushrooms yeah
1: Oh yeah, they like they're all like a microdosing and shit.
0: But no one knows the answer to the question that I initially posed, right? Like if, if sorry, it, which was it? It was if oh, you abstain from drinking, yeah, your two drinks per week. Is it accumulative Can you pass that over to the next? No, morning? I don't think so. Okay, I didn't know. I don't. I don't see it's why good, not. Th-
1: I mean, listen, like. Well, because how much can you really drink in one sitting? Like, so if you don't drink all year, like Max says, and then it's, it's, it's Christmas Eve.
0: I was saying within reason. So let's say when you go out to party, let's just say you have 10 drinks and it's the, the, you get really kind of uh, inebriated. Can you have 10 drinks safely three weekends in December if you've been a good boy or girl all year and haven't really come close to the two drinks per week? I wonder if it's on average or it's just like, no, you missed your opportunity. I wonder if you don't know, (laughs) you don't know that. That's interesting. I, I,
1: I think it's you missed your opportunity. I think you know? You know? It's, yeah. like, it's also like, it's so nebulous. Like these, like, like what are these guidelines anyway? Like mm-hmm. that's, I guess that's my point. It's all, everything's killing us all the time. So it's just like two drinks, 25 drinks. Yeah.
0: But yeah. I, I think people want to know what's within healthy. Cause you're kind of taking that guy's stance. Like, Oh, so what? I can eat <laughs> yeah. five pizzas now. I can have five pizzas and that's better than drink. Like <laughs> Boy, no one's saying it, think, that, think, sir. We're staying on topic. It's just well, no about one's drinking. Saying anyone
1: can or can't, no one's saying anyone can or can't do anything anyway. Like that's the thing. Like there's no, no rules. No, but to be If your goal
0: in life is to be healthy, they're the experts telling Mm -hmm. you what you need to do if you want to be within a reasonable amount of health. Right. That's that's the point where it used to be like you could have a glass of wine every night and it worked out to be better than if you abstain from drinking at all. That there was that. I'd theory. love to
1: know if that, that is like where that minute. came I from. That's true I don't even know if that's true. Yeah. It's just, it's caught fire. And now we just all accept it as like a oh, fact yeah, from like somebody everything. somewhere. Like, you know, this yeah. is in
0: next year, it could, it could change and who knows what's behind these things. But the purpose of them is so for the people who actually care what is healthy, they can f- follow mm-hmm. that if they're big rule followers. I think probably if I don't overdo it, I can have a reasonably healthy life if I do everything in
2: moderation. Yeah, it's also kind of what works for you, too. That's mean, what it's I mean. Probably like, yeah, broad, broadly speaking, it's like the less you drink, the better. There's some people who can drink a lot regularly and it kind of doesn't affect them and they are totally functioning. There's some people that have like a little bit to drink and they're knocked out for the next day and they become total assholes. So, yeah, where he where they land it di- to a week – <laughs> the rule basically. The Hamilton the, guy's it, it point. Soon, he's like, "What's the point?"
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing. The rule is essentially: if you're getting drunk, you're doing it wrong. You're overdoing it. And, and by the way, that tracks. It, it, you might just say zero that's true of one drink or two exactly right and i i i used to be a server and i did take smart serve and i remember we used, there was math involved in sort of if you're like the, a bartender and you're serving a man or a woman you're supposed to size them up and try to estimate their weight and that actually you're how many to drinks, drinks. Yes. Right. Looking at exactly. 175, oh, i remember we were uh, yeah i was like a waiter at this one establishment and they basically like they like fake past us all. Like the woman <laughs> gave us all the answers to the tests, mm. but I just remember being like, I got to do math on how much somebody weighs and then how many drinks I can serve somebody. And it's different for a man and a woman. Anyway, luxury long is it's like, it seems so it's, it's silly to me that it's even two drinks a week. And it's it's just like, no drinks is healthy. And that's just, that's just the answer. It would seem. And then we all know that if you're, if you're getting drunk, then that's, that's bad. Yeah. You know like I mean? the less, and, the and better. That's kind of the line. Exactly. Yeah. It's th- like, shouldn't
2: just be the worst. You know, the less, the better. Cause when you don't drink, You'll, uh, you'll wake up and you'll be more productive the next day and your moods swings won't be as bad and you'll be more leveled out probably.
1: Yeah. And, 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 you know, it's just like, I think it's one of those great stories. Like when like whoever, I don't even know who the health authority is or whatever surgeon general that comes out with the recommended, the recommended sort of drink intake. Mm -hmm. But again, it's like, it's recommended and, uh, but it just seems so like obvious to me. Like, I don't know who's like, listens to that to your point, Shane, like Mm -hmm. if somebody's trying to be reasonably healthy, if they're like, actually I can have my two glasses of wine a week. And I'm within my sort of parameters of health. It's like either you drink or you don't drink. To me, it doesn't even
0: seem obvious because I would have thought five drinks a week might be very conservative. To me, that might be the more obvious. And then you could use those five drinks all on a Friday night. But this almost seems like don't drink at all. So it's a more salacious story. Five would be like, okay, I got to use my drinks wisely when I do do it. If I if I really want to be feel a little inebriated. But now it's like you're all saying if I had a beer right now, I would feel like shit by sick. I'd want to go to
2: bed by 6 p.m. There'd yeah. be no point in drinking it. I'd just be doing it to look cool. The more fun conversation is when is dr- drinking and smoking really cool to you? Like, like, for instance, <laughs> like when you're in Europe and you're like around young people and like, you know, Lisbon or something like that. And they're all smoking cigarettes. Like, I'm like, I love this. If anyone smokes a cigarette near me in North America, I'm like, fuck off. I don't yeah. want to be near you. I hate cigarettes if you're, like, in Berlin, it's so cool, right? And like That's so just, funny. There's just certain – certain sometimes, like, drinking is so off-putting and so gross to me. And then there's other times where I'm just, like, love it. You need to be cracking a beer right now.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it, any Absolutely. Cigarettes, like, I have to joke smoke. I wouldn't know how to seriously smoke a cigarette. It's always joke smoking. And to some extent, joke drinking. It's hard to take it seriously, but I guess it you could look cool. You a cigarette, as we know, by the way. Yes, very, that. very
2: cool. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you have video proof of that. Uh, hey, what else is going on, guys? Uh, anything else? Not, watch anything good?
1: Anything getting you excited? I did read a story that I thought was interesting that could lead to a larger question Please. for a topic. As, as you know, we sort of touched a bit on the Beatles and how I go on these rabbit holes. This isn't going to become a Beatles podcast, well, it, trust me. Okay, but I'll just set this story up with the Beatles story. Mm-hmm. The Beatles were inducted into the, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame 1988 so they were going to have george ringo and paul show up accept the honor it's going to be the first time the three of them had been like on a stage together since you know they were on the rooftop together in 1969 etc cetera, etc cetera. huge honor also that night uh it was like bob dylan went in the beach boys went in the supremes went in mm. it was like a, a a crazy class like one of those hall of fame things long story long paul And George and Ringo are in some sort of weird lawsuit. They're in some sort of litigation about song royalties. It's this weird thing. Um, And George and Ringo are like, yeah, we're going to go. And Paul is trying to like, I guess, resolve this thing. He's pissed off about this lawsuit. So he's seething. He's like, I don't think I'm going to go. I don't think I'm going to go to this thing. I can't do it. And right up into it, I guess his wife, Linda, Paul's wife, Linda McCartney was like, go, you have to go. You're going to regret it. If you don't go to this thing, it's like all these legends in one room. It's George, it's Ringo. It's like, you know, just go. You're gonna regret it. And Paul's like, "No." Paul releases a statement the day up to the LA Times that says something like, um, "I'm not going to attend. I'm in a litigation with George and Ringo, and I would feel like a hypocrite if I got up there and waved and smiled and accepted an award on the same stage as them." Whatever. Mm-hmm. Just this kind of like petty and honestly, very, very temporary situation that isn't bigger than that moment mm-hmm. and what they created together and all those people being in that room at that one time this article I read said that Paul would go on to regret it. Linda was 100% right. He should have gone. She tried to convince him. She knows him best. Uh, And then the the hall of fame was pissed at him. It took him another five years or whatever. It took him five different tries to get in as a solo artist, which is crazy. Paul McCartney is one of the most successful solo. (laughs) Yeah. So the hall was kind of like, fuck you after that. Then there's a whole other thing where Mike Love from the Beach Boys gave some crazy like drunk uncle speech that he called out like Mick Jagger and Paul McCartney, all these people. It was a, it was a wild night. It was a very fun rabbit hole to go down do it if you want. My question is, do you guys ever have a situation where it's like 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 you pettily are like, like you're being petty. I don't know if pettily is a word. Mm-hmm. You're being you're being petty and you're like, "Fuck it, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that." And then you don't do it and then you've sort of been like, "What was I thinking?" Or have you gone to the point in your life where you can sort of get over maybe like uh, uh, what you're feeling in the immediacy of it to be like, "No, I need to do that." Like say it's a family member you feuded with and you don't want to go to Christmas, but then you show up. You always end up being happy you went to the mm-hmm. christmas because again mm-hmm. as we know George Harrison dies 12 years later they're never on you know what i mean like they did the anthology, all the stuff he's never that room is never going to happen again mm-hmm. with Mick Jagger inducting them and all that and he he let this one moment kind of ruin that night and by the way George who's hilarious in an interview afterwards said uh he goes it's a shame Paul does things like that he's like he only hurts himself we didn't miss him it was a great party and it's and it's you know which is just so funny it's a, a shame
2: funny, he does things like that
1: <laughs> yeah he only that so much himself. is said in
2: that one sentence yeah. oh god
1: yeah we had a great party it was a great party yeah
2: <laughs> so, god. you know okay well one thing is it's i always find it's it, you know it's very hard to put yourself in someone else's shoes and and there's a lot of instances that i'm like where i kind of am bewildered at somebody else's decision and then maybe i become that person five years later and go oh you know what i kind of get why they did that like there's probably some instances of like bands and related to like money and stuff like that or like spending how you how you choose like to tour and stuff like that i remember being a younger band going like this seems opulent this seems stupid and then you get to that point you're like oh no it actually totally makes sense and i understand now why they would choose to like okay a real example i thought it was ridiculous that any bandmate wouldn't um that they'd ask for your own room at a hotel i'm like why would you spend if you know? room 15 rooms when you could have eight rooms you know just yeah. two beds in the room just share the room <laughs> you guys are think of all the money you're wasting all year long and then you go on tour for long enough and you're like you know what? i kind of need my own room like i need to get away from it so i understand that um that said though i really try my best to keep everything in like are you healthy like and is your family healthy are you healthy everything else is all silly and fun and games. And, any, and not to say that there aren't like real grievances or real grudges, but I try my best just to – if you're lucky enough to have like such a, like a career as a musician and have any level of fame or success, it's like everything else is just kind of gravy. So like don't be a petty, petty person. That's where I, where I try to go. What about you, Shane? Um,
0: There's this one time when Alex wanted me to go to a pop-up shop in Limeridge Mall. Her friend owns a uh, a barbershop and I didn't want to go. I'm just like, I I don't, I, you're going to leave me alone with potentially my hairdresser. And I'm, <laughs> I'm not comfortable. Like he's like me. He's not, um, he wasn't great at being social. So sometimes if he's cutting my hair, we can sit in silence, but I'm like, don't leave me with this person. So she promised me she wouldn't. She goes, I doubt he's even there. I don't want to go, but I go. I try to like get over my fear. Sure enough, she leaves me <laughs> And then my hairdresser's there, and we had the most awkward ten minutes of my life. I've never forgotten it, and I just wish I never went. I think about it often. I bring it up to Alex if we're having an argument. I'll bring. It. I'm like, remember that time you left me? So it seems like nothing, but I really wish I didn't go to that cuz it you know those moments those icky moments where you just think of a cringe-worthy moment you had in your life and sometimes yeah. you just yeah. ruminate on it. I go back to that one often and I wish I didn't have that. That's it.
1: <laughs> there if we're speaking about moments, I don't know if I've ever told this story. Let, let's just talk about our, some of our cringiest moments. Mm-hmm. That's kind of entertaining. Maybe, yeah. maybe not. Well, I, don't I don't know. know I like that. 10 a day.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> we, this is okay. So we, this, I was young. I was like 23, 24. I don't know. And I, based on like, sort of like a, a music, like a demo that i had there was a music label, like a major music label that had me like basically in to show them the songs I'd written. They were like, Oh, like we're interested in these songs that you write or whatever. And so like, I, I literally didn't have that many songs. They had sort of what they'd heard on the demo. And then I had like, I don't know, like a bunch, but not like a ton that I could just be like, sit down and let me play you like my 12 best songs. So I kind of like go through like three on an acoustic guitar. And then I'm like, like, I kind of give them what I wanted to present and then the the head of the, the guy, the main guy that was head of this publishing company that was part of the label, he's like, well, do you got anything more? And I was like, instead of just being like, ah, oh, that's like the, that's the best I got. But, you know, I'm writing all the time and maybe we can, whatever, giving some line. I just, I'm such like a people pleaser. Like, I, I feel like I have to say, well, yeah. So I go, I got this one that I like wrote in high school. It's so dumb. And it was like a joke song and it basically, it had all the fucking, it had the F word in it, like a bunch. And it was such a stupid fucking song. And I could just feel <laughs> like it. you said the, the, the F could, word, but that you're actually <laughs> that I swear. Oh, I still cringe yeah. because they, there was other people that were like established yeah. writers on that roster and they're like, Oh, come in and see Mike play. And so we're all in a room. And then when he put me on the spot, I play this dumb, like it was, it was kind of Adam Sandlery, but I was presenting it almost in a way that wasn't. And I could just feel the room like turn. And this was literally like years ago. And sometimes it still pops up in my dreams. That moment where it was like, what was the lesson there? Just say, no, I don't have any more songs. Like, don't try and pull some unrehearsed bullshit out of your ass. And I still have like, that is like a moment where I like that was like a, a, a self defeat. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, and I just was like, what are, what were you doing? And I remember walking away from there and just being like, that was really dumb.
0: Yeah. I'm trying to, when I, if, if whenever possible, if I have a moment like that, uh, like I was telling about a security guard story where I asked yeah. him how to pronounce his name. Paragon. And I thought his name was Paragon or something, but that was just Sur- the name <laughs> of his security uniform. That was like the name of the company. And I thought yeah. that was his name. So I asked him how to pronounce it. He said his name was James. And I just felt terribly awkward, but I was cycling this so every day. I think about it once. And I thought I'm going to approach him and tell him why I acted so weird that day. And then I did just two days ago. I did oh, it go. great. So I tell him, I go, I'm like, James, you're probably wondering why I asked how to pronounce your name and your name is your name is James. It's because see this badge and he was standing right there. I touched his badge. You see, oh, that's his paragon. I go, I'm so stupid. I thought that was your name and I was scared (laughs) to say it out loud all these years. So that's why I've never said your name. And I took the risk and that's why. And he laughed his ass off. There you go. And we had that's that great. great moment. And now that is out of my memory as a bad moment or a cringeworthy. And it's been replaced mm-hmm. by a good moment.
1: Max, do you have any cringe moments?
2: I think part of my success is I forget them really quickly. I like, don't I even know, know they're cringy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just laugh at them and I'm just like moving on. Who yeah. cares? Like, I, it's all kind of funny to me. Uh, I just texted Ash. I'm like, Ash, remind me of some cringe, note, cringe moments. And I wonder if she'll. Um, if she just. Um, yeah, I don't know. If She's
1: got six pages of notes. <laughs> <for you>. <laughs> <laughs>
2: the, okay, the one, the one thing, okay, and we'll wrap up on this. Is that speaking of like comedy people, I like three year, three four years ago, I presented at um, for Tessa Virtue, Scott Moir at the Cannons Walk, Walk of Fame. I was like the people, yeah. person who inducted them, and I have told this story on the podcast. But real quick. Before the show begins, Seth, uh, Rogan and Evan, his writing partner, are about to – they're getting ready because they're like kind of opening the show. They're about to go on stage because they're getting an award. They have to deliver a speech and they're the like comedy guys and they're performers and they want to like nail it and they're in the zone. And basically like I <laughs> backstage, I just walk up to them. I- I've told you this story, right? No, maybe. I don't remember.
1: Uh, I'm blanking on it, but I do recall. So
2: basically, like, it's basically the equivalent of, like, moments before Arkells go on stage, right? And when we're, like, (laughs) moments before we go on stage, just like, we're in the zone. We're ready to go. Like, everyone, please fuck off. So then I just go, like, hey, guys, how's it going? They kind of, like, look at me like, "Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, didn't want to really bother you, but get time for a quick photo. (laughs) <laughs> and oh my he God. just goes, "Not now," and walks away. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: you just reminded me of your Shania Twain story, which uh, or Cheryl Crow, I mean Cheryl Crow. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Crow. Cheryl Crow, yes, Crow yes. Yeah, a good one, dude. <laughs> uh, you got it. You have a Max, but oh, but, but, but it's so like for, just, you don't carry those around with you, though. You don't carry that weight with you. Yeah, I don't. Okay, let's wrap it up. We gotta go. Well that's it that's all that's our episode one day we will come up with a good ad for a i think maybe that's we'll a good ad it.
2: i think we just cut the 30 seconds that we just did in real time to see how see what the thing
1: okay <laughs> let's do it we'll tag it with that uh sell job there i think it's a good ad uh all right that's it that's all this episode thank you to nathan nash for putting it all together thank you to manager ash for everything that she does uh guys this is a good hang maybe the best